Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England Zone, Van Helsink. With me, the star of Japanese media, is the gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Steve Parson. Yeah, what are you doing an hour early? But not an hour early. You You're an, an hour, hour late. Early. No, you just who moved the clock? You or us? What's that? Well, we just fixed one... them. Yeah, we fixed them. Well, well, anyway, good evening. Yes, I am big in Japan again. <laughs> I can't read it. I think it might be a recipe for sushi. Could be very well. Could be anything. How to uh, cook a paranormal investigator? Actually, there was there was one small translation uh, which ah. appeared on which appeared on Twitter. If you give me half a minute, I'll, I'll dig it out. It's quite funny. Uh, actually, doesn't have Google have like a translator? You just click on it and it translates. It yeah, the the problem is you you're word limited, um, so uh. so you can't really. Uh, um, what did it say? It. Anyway. Yeah, that's going on. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Apparently, part of it that was transcribed um, via, sent to me via Twitter, among them, council member, who refers to the Venerable Society for Psychical Research, among them, a Venerable, uh, sorry, council member, Steve Parsons, dubbed Ghost Hunter, is a specialist who spots ghosts in old mansions. Ah, I didn't know you would have spotted them. Wow, that's no, good. No, so you're a ghost well, spotter. And the, and the comment, the comment from the uh, the Twitter uh, who the guy who sent me that mm-hmm. um, said that uh, they basically summed me up as Luigi from the Haunted Mansion game series, which is about right, I suppose. I'm not aware of that. Taps, so. Luigi taps. Anyway, there's a little meme. Right. So there we go. So apparently, I am a. A ghost hunter, a specialist who spots ghosts in old mansions. I have no so, idea what the rest of the article is about, though. I would call you a ghost spotter. Uh, well, they did. That's a good. I like that ghost spotter. Ghost I, spotter. I might steal that. Ghost spotter. Yeah. Wait, by the way, how many ghosts have you spotted? Um, I've never put a spot on a ghost. I put. I've been mm. put on a spot by a ghost. But no, uh, none. Just spotted. Yeah. Anyway, there we are. So, yeah, I wasn't expecting it to come out quite, uh, I think, maybe, uh, I think they told me it was due out the 23rd of the month, but mm-hmm. oh, apparently they're going to send me a, a print copy and a translation in due course. No, that would be nice. So that's nice. But since it's quarantine all of Japan, you won't get it. Is Japan in quarantine? Sure. Isn't UK? Is it? Should no, be. no, no, we're not in quarantine. It's... It's just a minor inconvenience. I'll tell you what, it's pathetic. We've got all of our all of our supermarkets and stores have been cleaned out of hand sanitizer. Well, you'd expect mm-hmm. that. That's mm-hmm. kind of make, make sense. 
toilet rolls. I have mm. got no idea why, but toilet rolls mm. and um, and pasta. Ah, good. So apparently, I don't know what you do with the toilet rolls because uh, I think you, no, you make the pasta with it. Throw them at the virus or something. Make a make like some sort of barrier out of tissue. I have no clue. Anyway, me neither. But there we go because there's been yes, fights. I, I understand. I understand. Yeah, I understand that uh, that's must have what happened to the teller of curious tales. He has the virus and is in quarantine. I guess because no, we, cer- we certainly haven't heard from him in months. Uh, no, that's true. But, uh, I know where he is. He's currently in the Scottish city of Aberdeen, mm-hmm. uh, doing the first week of his new PhD. Mm-hmm. So we're not worthy anymore. No, that's for damn sure. What's his PhD going to be in? Uh, the media, paranormal in the media, or paranormal media, or paranormal as it's portrayed in the media, or yeah, whatever. Ah, uh, so- or something to do with blogging, vlogging, paranormal in the media, and. Mm-hmm. And we all know where that leads. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, you know, now he's on his way to uh, a doctorate. We're not worthy anymore. Don't want to know us. Well, you know it is. You get left behind. I phoned him up the other day, and he just hung up on me and sent me a message saying, "Can't talk now." Can't talk. I only speak to doctors. There we go. Yeah. You know, you know, give a message to Ian, and Ian can contact him. Well, we won't be seeing him at Spirit Quest Twenty One. Mm-hmm. Won't be seeing him anywhere. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. anyways. La- last uh, week's show, we talked a little bit about the calendar and, and time and everything, which, of course, we ran into daylight, same as times today, and that mm-hmm. added another thing on it. But um, Did the Mayan calendar predict coronavirus? Well, probably. But oh. I- I'll t- touch on that in a minute. But these two scientists, of course, uh, uh, two John Hawkins University scientists, uh, Richard Kahn Henry and Steve H. Henke uh, proposed a new calendar, which actually makes pretty sense. It Basically, all the days will be on the same day of the week. So your Christmas will always be on the same day of the week, a Sunday. Your birthday will always be on the same day of the week. And uh, that would make sense for the ghosts. It would be less confusing for them if they knew it was always going to be the same day of the week. I remember at school we did a project on uh the calendar in time. Mm-hmm. I remember putting forward a proposal, somewhat tongue-in-cheek, for um, to to fall in line with the metric system and mm-hmm. decimalization of currency, that we that we adopt decimal time, um, where there were ten hours in a day, ten minutes in an hour, <laughs> ten seconds in a minute, mm-hmm. and ten days in a month. Yeah, that flew well, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, um, we hadn't quite thought it through, but, you know, as a, as a nine-year-old, ten-year-old, mm-hmm. it kind of worked. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going, we're go, we're going, met, we're going metric by uh, 1999. Yeah, yeah, they tried to make us go metric. Yeah, so anyways, this is work. that these two guys proposed. It's a pretty good idea. Every day has the same fall on the same day Sunday you know so it, it you know it makes sense in a lot of ways and uh, it's certainly going to be helpful to ghosts who can't figure out what day of the week it is because we keep mail on the calendar and how they do this by the way is I forget what it is every five or six years they just add another week to the calendar which would fall right after you were, I, excuse me just mm-hmm. say that again every five or six years they add a week to the calendar yeah just do another week on the calendar and you, you think that's a good idea 
No, sure, because they put Coming it right from the man who spent half of last week's show bitching, pissing, and moaning that yeah, we've added you one the point, day. Steve. You missed the point, Steve, that it's every day's the same. You asked me, what are you doing with this extra day? I said, it's a Friday or whatever it was, Saturday. I said, I'm doing Saturday stuff. It's always the same day. My life is according to the day of the week, not according to the calendar so much. I mean, we're guided by it. Don't get me wrong with that. But it's it's uh, whether you add another day here or there, the 31st or the 21st or the 1st doesn't really matter because it would always be the same day of the week. Well, that would suck, wouldn't it? I mean, it, take, mm-hmm. take me. I was born on a Sunday. Now, Sunday is the most boring day of the week. It's almost a waste of a day. Football Look, day. Are you kidding me? You can't like do the anything. High point of the week here in New England. Doors are shut. Nobody does anything. People just lounge around and nothing can get... You can't... It's just a waste of a day. Yeah, now, so. if I was to celebrate my birthday every year on a Sunday, mm-hmm. I'd be really... I'd be mighty pissed. Oh, well. Can't please them all. No, don't work for me. I do want to make a comment. I, I, I total My Skypes is going totally blank, so I have no idea uh, with the cues or anything, so you're going to have to take those. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, I, I was wondering if you were actually going to be here tonight because Skype is playing up in some way because it didn't even show uh, either you or Toginet as being available. Yeah, all I have is a blank screen. Uh, yeah, I don't Skype. want to touch it because I, I don't want to Thank you, it. Microsoft, for your latest update of Skype. Mm. And the fact it doesn't work. Again. Again. Anyways. But so that's, we, that's we the will, story in that. Yeah, we will. Um, we could just float it off into San Francisco Bay and leave it for a week until they fix it. Uh, we're sending your people back. Don't worry about it. Oh, thanks for that. We load them right on a plane and ship them out. So, anyways, um, I was watching a uh, documentary. It's only fair, uh, seeing as you gave it to them. We didn't give it to them. We didn't catch it from the Chinese us. did. Chinese did. Go blame Chinese. So anyways, uh, I watched the show, and I think it's, uh, I forget the name of it, but in one of the episodes, it revolves around uh, the end of times, of course. And there was this gentleman who was an astronomer, and he spent three years of his life studying the Mayan calendar. Three years of his life studying the Mayan calendar. And he predicted that the world would end when the super volcano lit under the, the Yellowstone National Park would erupt in 2012. Did it? No. Not I know of. Maybe you did. Know. I just don't know it. You know what? This could be one of the cases where you and I are dead and we just don't know it. You know, like oh, I, I say, ghosts, the ghosts, no. the ghosts always say, you know, you know, look, oh, they just don't know they're dead. Uh, I'd know it. Um, yeah, you did yeah, right. I, I would know it. That's a, one of my pet peeves. Yeah, on the uh, you know my other show, the West Files. Well, we yes. have a we have a slot, um, and we we start the shows with this. It's called um, the Doomsday Watch, and every month um, we've never we've never been able to uh, fail. We've always found an end of the a current end of the world pr- um, prediction for that particular month. Now, mm-hmm. as the West Files is going to be on its second anniversary, um, so that's 24 shows, uh, or 24 months, sorry, because we were at weekly in the first 18 months. That's an awful lot of predictions of end of the world. I mean, we've had them from guys who counted the letters in the Bible, 
guys who counted the number of squirrels running up and down trees, um, the number of US presidents, the number of popes, the every conceivable uh, thing was studied and analysed and predicted and an end of the world scenario was forthcoming and we're all still here. Mm-hmm. But yes, we, it's, it's... we did that in the West Files. We called it the Doomsday Watch. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's still here. We're all so still here. I'm and... so glad you put that much effort into this show, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> do you, oh, know, I, do you know, I was thinking out loud. Did that come yeah, out? Do you know why it's so much easier to do it on the West Files? Because <laughs> my co-host there works with me. Ah, Really? Yeah, not and does as they're told. You mean, mean she does the work for you? Is what you're trying to no, tell? No, she does as she's told. Uh, yeah, right. Go find and the, can, and go find the information. In other words, you just send out the back out the right. command. She gets it done, right. and there you go. So, virtually, uh, a lesson do, I do pretty much what you do in this show. And yeah, a lesson uh, I learned from you: you bark out the commands, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I ignore you. Exactly. That's anyway. what my that's what my other co-host does. Mm-hmm. She just ignores me. So, anyways, uh, yeah, that's that's. Uh, oh, yeah. tell you what, I am completely, uh, completely disassociated subject, but on the subject that's of right. makes fit right in. Well, it was your mind calendar that made me um, aware. Oh, Why is it my mind calendar? Well, because I have I have a, a a copy of the mind calendar on the wall in the form of a plaque. You know what? And I have I have a mind calendar on the wall as a plaque, um, but. Mrs. P, this week, uh, she went off uh, thrifting uh, Good girl. Uh, and came back with um, it's a little... Uh, it's, actually, it's, it's going to be coming over to you um, next year. Yeah. It's a made-in-England porcelain plate, a commemorative plate, um, to commemorate the bicentenary of... The Declaration of Independence. Who? Well, it's either, if you don't want it, I can always take it down to a coconut shy. And we, 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 we always regret that. What? Yeah, we'd much rather have a, a king and a queen and we don't have to do any thinking. Oh, yeah, look where that got you. We <laughs> gave, you had an American princess and she spat her dummy. <laughs> Hey, the funny thing about that is they were married in May, and Queen Victoria always says, marry in May, rue the day for royals. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know. She was wise beyond the years. There you go. We should have asked her when the world was going to end. You had an American princess, and she spat her dummy. Mm, yep. Shame. And gone to anyway, Canada. Mm, good for them. Uh, Canada, you, know, you had your chance. That's the second time you've blown it. Well, third time, actually. Because you had Wallace Simpson. Yeah, but she we had, did you she a favour. She had a we shot at a, being... Wait a minute, we did you a favour. Wallace Simpson did you a favour. What, got rid of the her, Nazi her king? Her husband would have been a horrible king, no offence. Uh, you're right. He would have been probably a rubbish king. You'd probably be under German rule right now, by the way. Uh, well, that remains to be said. That remains... <laughs> but no, I agree. Oh, George, you, you you liberated yourself from... George VI it was, well, did turn out to be a better king than um, we all, you know, we, we hoped for. Uh, and certainly better than what we were given in the form of Edward VIII. 
Yeah. Um, and thank you, America, for Wallace Simpson for that. But, you know, Megan Sparkle, you, you had a chance, she blew it. Well, that's because you got that bad boy. Well, I, I just let's get this into perspective. Mm-hmm. Your, your president can have a British passport. Mm-hmm. Because his mother is British, Scottish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and of course, one of our most famous of China. one of our most famous British prime ministers was also eligible for a United States passport because his mother was an American, and I'm referring ah. to Winston, Winston Spencer Churchill. Yeah, um, because his mother was uh, a U.S. citizen. Yeah. So there we are. There you go. Yeah. There you have it. Uh, anyway, oh, I believe there's a paracon coming up in your neck of the woods next month. Uh, none that I'm aware of. So, anyways, oh, some promotions for it. I haven't. Moving right along. Um, well, I'm going to say it anyway because it's up in Kittery. First weekend then weekend in April, but it's going to get cancelled because of coronavirus. So you can talk about it now. Uh, <laughs> Play nicely, Ronald. So moving right along. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of paracons. I, I, uh, whatever. Anyways, uh, I'm sure the, pro- I'm sure they'll be promoting Spirit Quest. Deal. Uh, there's a an interesting uh, proposal. Uh, well, I forgot what the, my train of thought was on that one, so I have to move on to another subject. What I was talking about. You have so, an interesting proposal. Uh, no, I forgot what that was. I, that was the one I was going to bring up, but I, I can't remember what it was. But anyway, so y- y- a long time ago, uh, you mentioned on the show that that Prince Charles was a uh, Is it? had some interest in the, in the paranormal. He did. Um, yes. In fact, and, there's a book about it. Oh, wait a minute. No, I wasn't aware of this. You're not. Uh, right, well, I'm just reaching across. The book is called The Prince and the Paranormal, The Psychic Bloodline of the Royal Family, written by John Dale. Uh, no, I know because John, I'm... John Dale. 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 And it was published by W.H. Uh, Allen in 1986. Uh, and it has such things in it as, he says, because it was right next to me. Um, Prince Charles Reborn, the psychic, the wilderness experience, Prince Charles Psychic Courtier, messages from a dead genius, a visit to oh, Prince Charles and Young, the man who knew Prince Charles' infant initiation, Prince Charles and the psychic bishop, the Queen's oh, spiritual healer, seance secrets of the royal chaplain, the Queen Mother's psychic inheritance, the Queen Mother and spiritualism, the Psychic Princess, Prince Philip's Spiritualist Family, it's a good book, Victoria, Birth of a Psychic Bloodline, Edward VII and the Palmist, Spiritualism at the Palace, George V, Queen Mary and the Paranormal, uh, I'm only skimming through this actually, The Royal Family's Psychic Crisis, Prince Charles's Questing Mind, Prince Charles and Alternative Medicine, and the fact he talks to trees. Uh, Prince Charles backs the psychic doctor. Prince Charles challenges science. Now, who is this guy that wrote this? 
Uh, this was written by John Dale. And I'm trying to find yes. something about the author. John Dale is a, yeah. is a freelance journalist who has worked right. for the Daily Mail, the Observer, and the Scottish oh. Sunday Standard. Oh, Daily Mirror. Okay. Um, so well, you can go. take yeah. anything that's in that book and just uh, believe a tenth of it. Um, well, you raised the subject. I just happened to have. I book. know. I just. Uh, I'm just uh, amazed at it, though. That you know. Uh, I mean, it's, us... it's quite a volume. Of, uh, you know, it's 250 pages. Yeah. You know, it's, you it's it? done its work. Um, sorry. Have you read any of it? I've read the book. Yeah, I'm just trying to find some juicy bits. Because hmm. um, you know, I, that's what I was thinking about. I was actually thinking of writing to. Prince Charles, and ask him if he would. Uh, Show. No, would uh, <laughs> would uh, I'd love that though. Uh, would, would should write a book on the the paranormal history of uh, the royal family, and um, you know I, I'm sure he doesn't want to make any money for us, so we could go to his land trust or whatever the heck his latest thing is, and. Uh, put all the money to that and it would also he's in a rare opportunity to be because he's inside the royal family is to able to finally put a rest to all these stories and rumors that are about them so i i just thought it was a good idea but yeah. well you know what many oh gosh uh, a decade ago i was mm-hmm. commissioned by one of our daily newspapers here in the uk uh, yeah. to, to to do a Halloween feature, um, mm-hmm. which involves staying at a uh, or investigating with a journalist a country estate in Gloucestershire, mm-hmm. and the country estate border bounded alongside Prince Charles's Highgrove estate, um, and we we arrived and we were touring around the building and. Um, then the, our hosts, the very gracious family that were hosting us, invited us for supper, but warned us that, uh, or asked us, would we mind if, you know, if a neighbour popped in? Now, the connection hadn't been made until we went down to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And uh, whilst we were sitting in the kitchen, there was a knock at the back door, and inbounded His Royal Highness Prince Charles. He knocks on the door? I think he's only polite. Oh, doesn't he have, like, a herald to come in? No. Hey, um, here is the Prince and, of Wales. No, no, I missed that part. Uh, and he he spends, uh, we spent uh, uh, over an hour, and we were talking about the paranormal hmm. uh, and his interest in it. And he was telling me about the ghosts at Highgrove and at Glam's Castle um, and the Castle of May which was the Queen Mother's... Um, yeah, the Queen Mother's is, is quite a haunted history. Well, I mean, she was born at Glam's Castle. Uh, yes. got its own history, but she actually owned the Castle of May, uh, which Prince Charles inherited after his grandmother died. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about, we talked about the ghosts at Buckingham Palace mm-hmm. um, and at Kensington Palace. He's, he's really quite interested in the subject. And what, what surprised me was, because obviously, you know, he's... He's very, very good at feigning interest and holding conversation. Um, mm-hmm. But there was a genuine, there was a genuine um, interest and an understanding in the subject, which I, I was quite surprised about. Mm. Fascinating uh, to talk to. 
Um, Did you understand them? Perfectly. He speaks English. He speaks English, you know. Yeah, he speaks English. So do well, I. Well, you're Welsh, so... I'm not Welsh. I'm English. Well, only by birth. Uh, no, I'm English by ancestry, too. Mm. Yeah, not like you. Pseudo-American. Excuse me? Pseudo-American. No, that's what America is found on. America, we have no indigenous. Yes, you do. No, we don't. You've just alienated about three in our listeners. No, no. Everybody came from somewhere. Well, that's a, that's a silly argument, isn't it? I mean, Thank you very much. Thank you very all much. Of the, all of the and, and when you get to it, we all came from Africa. So All of the First Nations. We're all Africans when you, you know. Yeah, but all First Nation listeners are now offended. Einstein, I, yeah. Africa. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yes, and African, so it's yeah. true. If you studied history, you'd know that. I do study history. Mm. Anyway, was Queen Victoria actually a spiritualist, the book says? Although there have been people communicating with spirits throughout history, Emmanuel Swedenborg being an example, the modern spiritualist movement... Remember, I can't see the cues, right? Yeah, we're good. We're good. I'm quick. Um, It started in 1845. It is therefore a surprise to discover that two years before the Fox sisters began to make their spirit contacts, Queen Victoria was experimenting with something very similar. The evidence is a gold watch on which the following words were inscribed, presented by Her Majesty to Miss Georgina Eagle for her meritorious and extraordinary clairvoyance produced at Osborne House, Isle of Wight, July 15th, 1846. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Uh, nothing is known about the occasion. The term clairvoyance was used by spiritualists to describe their ability to speed this. To yeah, 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 yeah. Blah, 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 blah. There we go. Have you ever heard of that? I mean, other than that article? Uh, well, unfortunately, the watch was Does stolen. Does it call a source? No. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the watch itself is, was stolen in the 1960s. Oh, of course, of course it was. So he's From got absolutely no gone whatsoever. Shut up, he has, from its cab display cabinet at the headquarters of the London Spiritualist Alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and it, it was in their records as existing, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. There you go. Fine, if you say so. Um, and when we come back after the break, there is actually a little bit of information that was revealed in 1953. Ooh. Um, when uh, some information about the 1846 seance um, was given out. So we can do that after the break in one minute's time. Okay. There we go. So, yeah, so that predates even the Fox sisters. But, of course, spiritualism wasn't... What year was that? 1846. Fox sisters, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, the Fox sisters were uh, didn't. I mean, they they were responsible for the religion. Yeah, but they were the first. Yeah, no, but they weren't the first. And more about that after the break. Are you sure? I'm certain. Sure. Trust me. Really? I I can hear the tunes. Welcome to Toginet, 
Radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parrax family. Chronicles the Royal Edition because tonight your host and your co-host are exploring the psychic abilities of the British Royal Family. Yeah, if you say so. Here we are. Anyway, today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts and of course the Glant Messier Family Law Group on 4 High Street, Suite 155, North Andover, Massachusetts. So, there you go. I'm ama- You must be out reading that because you'd never be able to remember that. Yeah, you bet your ass I am. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the watch that uh, was reputedly given by Queen Victoria to yes. uh, Georgina Eagle. Georgiana Eagle. Um, mm-hmm. For a seance, uh, what did it say on the back of it? I can't find it now. Uh, Good job. For her meritorious and extraordinary clairvoyance produced at Osborne House, Isle of Wight, July 15th, 1846. Uh, And it goes on to say that uh, the watch, whilst is the most interesting single item of evidence, there is other evidence. It's upon one of the least understood relationships of Queen Victoria's reign, that which she had with her Scottish gilly, John Brown. Hey, wait a minute. I thought she had the one with the uh, the punji guy. Yeah, this was before him. Okay. Um, when Victoria was widowed, Britain was already in the grip of organized... I'm reading directly from John Dale's book, The Prince and the Paranormal, The Psychic Bloodline of the Royal Family. Um, Britain was already in the grip of organised spiritualism. Shortly after Prince Albert's death, it became known to a small circle that a boy of 14, uh, by the name of Robert James Lees, was claiming to be in touch with the spirit of Albert. The facts of the story emerged only after Lees' death in 1931, when his daughter felt free to announce the details. Now, I've got Robert James Lees' biography, and he mentions the same story in his book as well. Um which was published posthumously. One person who interviewed it was. Uh, the daughter was Reverend Alan, uh, Alan Barham, the uh, Church of England uh, mm-hmm. clergyman and respected psychical researcher. 
the following is from a transcript. Wait a minute. How do you become a respected psychical researcher? Is that just a word you Brits use like, for anything? Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. Well, respected by... I mean, I suppose I, I'm respected. Uh, yeah, because... I'm respected too, if you can believe that, by somebody. Yeah, exactly. But... Anyway. Uh, I'm uh, just curious, yeah. that's all. I mean, the guy the guy you saw to Alan Barham was actually a member of the Society for Psychical Research as well. But there we are. Okay. Um, the... My father was born a psychic. This is uh, Eva Lee's talking about her father. Um, mm -hmm. He could remember the... F uh, that. Uh, blah, 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 blah. She told how her father's family moved into a haunted house and how her father, age seven, was able to see the ghost, follow it, and indicate the spot um, where uh, they later dug and found the skeleton, which is remarkably similar to a Thenodorus. Age 14... Yes, isn't, it, isn't it just? Yeah. Age 14, he joined in when the family were trying to make a table jump. It was a little while after Prince Albert had died, the prince consort had died, they had two or three weeks sitting with the table, but they got no results. They sat at the table, and all of a sudden, my father went sleepy. This was, he would have been 14 years of age. It was two hours later when he woke up and his mother was crying. This was because Lee's had fallen into a trance, and his parents' firstborn baby, which had died, had apparently spoken through him. Shortly afterwards, he went into trance for a second time. He went under, the, under control of his guide... And the same person came through. He then said there was somebody else who wanted to speak, and the prince consort then spoke through my father. He said he was so interested um, in Aaron Franklin, who was a spiritualist, that he sent up to London for a man named Burns, who was editor of The Spiritualist, and got him down to the next meeting. The prince consort came through again. Uh, and what he said to Burns was actually put into the spiritualist magazine uh, newspaper and a copy sent to the Queen. Um, uh, it goes on then with a long transcript of the uh, seance with Albert. So, um, yeah, she... she um, Edward VII, who was um, a grandson... Son, sorry. Mm-hmm. Was he a son? Yes, he was. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah, Edward VII was the son of Queen Victoria. Um, was that her son, later King Edward VII, um, took to, the par to uh, an interest in paranormal discipline, and in particular, palmistry and phrenology. Um, and they talked about the invention of that. Um, and the, but yeah, they were all at it. All of the, par all of the bloody um, royal family. No. If, okay. if, this book is, if this book is to be believed. Okay, so on that note, uh, I, I found this little article which uh, it says that the, the ghost of Princess Diana's spirit haunts oh. the palace. Uh, well, she's a, she's getting she actually. Do you know what Diana's ghost is getting to be a bit like um, Anne Boleyn and Mary Queen really? of Scots? Oh yeah, she's everywhere. Um, she she's appeared uh, she appears at the family home um, where she her body is uh, laid to laid to rest on uh, an island in the middle of a pond um, like some sort of mythical Avalon um, mm. and uh, she also appears she said to appear in Buckingham Palace oh, sorry Kensington Palace 
Um, I didn't know about Buckingham Palace, but that wouldn't surprise me. According to this uh, fabulous article... We finish uh, with the Prince of the Paranormal. I'm going to put that back now. Yeah, you can put that. That's fine. Unless you want to bring something else in there, that's fine. I don't no, care, no, really. no, 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 no. Yeah. We're talking yeah, about pretty much you obviously the royal... Talk about... Yeah, no, it was interesting. I found that very interesting. Uh, I do care, but, you know, we, we spent the first half of the show on it, so I just would like to contribute something. You can continue on that. No, go but, ahead. No, in reaction uh, to, to the news, the Queen gathered some close... Uh, people close to her, along with the parson. And in 2001, just a few years after Diana's death, they performed not an exorcism, but a general cleansing type ceremony that would bring peace back to the country home. Oh, bless. Do you know after why I that think... seemed to work fine. Do you know why I think that's rubbish? Why is that? Because... Um, not because it may not have happened, but mm-hmm. if it does, if it did, um, we would be very unlikely to ever hear about it because the way that the British monarchy doesn't leak information or leaks information in a very, very controlled manner. Oh, absolutely. Um, would suggest that uh, that that would that that story coming out would be very unlikely. Um, you know, if anything like that ever took place, mm-hmm. uh, then I don't think that we would know about it. I mean, that I book th- I, I referenced um, mm-hmm. is is largely, you know, when it comes to the modern era and Charles, it's very much uh, based upon conjecture and hearsay, not fact. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I, I, as I'm sure you're aware, the, the news that the monarchy, uh, even with recent modern uh, events, in newsworthy events, they are very tight-lipped about things, and they release... Very controlling. Very controlling, and also the language that they use is very unambiguous. That being said, though, uh, there are things that slip through. I mean, there oh, are... Yeah, there are. You know, they, mm-hmm. These people are then taken out uh, quietly into the middle of a field. Yeah, and they... Uh, they, they... We never hear from them again. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Some, some freak accident like... they have... Yeah, I mean, rather like people who criticise the Clintons in America. Right, on the show. Uh, yeah, they, yeah they, they, they disappear in, under very mysterious circumstances. Right, so according to this article, it says Diana is haunting the palace uh, because of, a, of her traumatic death in some kind of unfinished business. Oh. Well... You know, that kind of flies you know, into... I think it, isn't that like the most general thing you could possibly say? Of course, but doesn't that kind of fly in the face? Because if you look at the, the other ghosts and hauntings that are traumatic, the stories are always, you know, uh, the roadway... So why isn't she haunting a, a, you know, a subway in Paris, an underpass in Paris? Because, I don't know. This is, you know this or is... a hospital in Paris, or... You know, if... If the rumours are true about the re- the terrible relationship between Diana and Prince Charles, then mm-hmm. and, and and the bitterness of the relationship, right? Then she she's going to come back. You know, I know where she'd be every night in Charles's bedchamber, tormenting the life out of him. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, and, and and you know cutting the brake lines on Camilla's car and jumping up and scaring the driver and making a horse rear Well, up. no offence, but she wasn't 
Harvey, she wasn't uh, loyal as people think she was. She had no, her own... But- well, that doesn't matter. I mean, hell hath no fury like a woman's gold. That's so true. So, anyways, and, this information, you know, <laughs> admit, this, this information uh, came from <coughs> Kenneth. Ooh, you dying us? You got the Corona? You've been drinking that Corona beer again? Yeah, you see, I've coughed now. You're going to catch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyways, this comes from my royal biographer, Kenneth Rose, who implied uh, when he wrote about Diana's death in. Who Loves Who Wins, The Journals of Kenneth Rose, Volume 2, 1979 to 2014. So there's the information. Yeah, you know what to say, it says implies. A respectable biographer. We don't know. Um, we don't know what goes on in behind palace walls. You know, I mean, unlike until they unlike write a your, book about it, like they, this guy did. Until some flunky writes a book about it. I mean, unlike your... You know, unlike your first family, um, you know, the Queen doesn't come on Twitter 14 times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we don't know what the Queen thinks. Um, we, we we can, there are many people, you know, there are headlines. When we were going through Brexit, there were many, many headlines that, you know, the, the Queen raised an eyebrow, which was a sign that she, you know, she f- uh, favoured one side or another. And different people interpreted the raising of the Queen's eyebrow in different ways. Um, because she won't give a, you know, she, the, the woman, the, Her Majesty, is a consummate professional. Uh, she is. She is, and she sure would not. never beyond beyond, um, <laughs> and she would never do anything that was constitutionally difficult or um, uh, untoward. Uh, and people do. I mean, there are people, and it's often, interestingly, it's often American commentators, because all of the experts on the British monarchy nowadays are Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they all read into these various eyebrow raises or twitches or the way she places her spectacles. Mm-hmm. Uh, different things and different meanings. And, of course, some of them are, are actually genuine. And one of the most fascinating things about uh, the Queen is that uh, if you are, um, you know, if, you, if you've been invited or if she's, uh, there is a, she's attending a banquet in her honour mm-hmm. and uh, she's had enough and she wants yeah, to she go. she moves her purse. She moves her purse. Yes. <laughs> or as Americans call it, her pocketbook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she has other secret signs and uh, indications for even, her. Even the color of her gra- gown is, is made so that they, she stands out, so that there are security right. people can keep an eye on her every second. Not just, well, it's yes and no. It's not just for the security, but she's. Well, that's uh, one of the reasons, yeah. That's one of the reasons. But as head of state, she wants to make sure that those who have gone to see her get to see her. So when she's doing uh, public appearances, which she doesn't do very often anymore, but she still does do them. She is getting up there, you know. Yeah, she's. She'll, she's be, she'll up be the there. next ghost haunting the palace. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, we've had a we had a psychic who's done some predictions, and she does these predictions, which apparently are astonishingly accurate, as they always are, by throwing <laughs> a, by throwing asparagus onto the ground. Okay, then, this sounds good. All right, continue. <laughs> and then reading the way the asparagus falls. Ah, um, and she's the only asparagamancer, asparagamancer in the oh, in the yes. world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of her predictions, uh, or this year, uh, relates to the royal family. Um, ah. And 
predicts, unfortunately, a bereavement in the royal family. Oh, at their age, I mean, you're lucky there hasn't been one now. Well, actually, I don't know because. How old is Philip? Well, Philip's a mere ninety-six. He's a mere. Yeah, mere ninety-six. He's been in the hospital how many times? And well, your queen is, well, is not, yeah. I mean, but the, I mean, the queen, the queen's only a mere slip of a girl. You know, a mum, a mum survived until a hundred and what was hundred and three. Yeah, she did very well. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. Charles is the one. You know. Yeah, but you got to remember, her mum wasn't the queen, if, which makes it the a thing, difference. The thing is, if Charles, if if she hangs on to the same age as her mother. Mm-hmm. And there's every indication that she can because she's in as you know she's in perfectly good health. She she has had one hospital visit in the last ten years. Um, poor old Charles. Poor old Charles is going to be in his eighties. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah, he's not going to be around long. He's going to be a very short-lived monarch. No, because he could live as long as his mother. So that would be another well, twenty he, some odd years. He could yeah, he could just about make his. Um, in Silver Jubilee. Mm. It would be pushing it a bit, though. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, she's been around for... Ever. Well, yeah. Uh, she Ever. is the longest... She is now officially the world's longest reigning monarch. There you go. And, so, um, uh, why she reign? Uh, that's the definition of a reigning monarch. Yeah, well, it can rain from the other side too. Anyway, that uh, there is one one example of that actually. Um, which country was it? Um, they they couldn't decide on who the the monarch was going to be, so they kept the one who just died for a period mm. of eighteen months until they elected mark, a, huh? until they elected uh, or, or dis- decided upon a, a successor. Okay. So we'll just make do with what we've got, thanks. They might be dead, so, but they're perfectly good mm-hmm. enough for us. So we, uh, we, we, we. I just talked about uh, Princess Diana haunting Buckingham Palace. Yes. So I look and I found the top ten British royal ghosts, and uh, I bet you you can name them all. I bet you I can probably get get the top three in order. Well, it's that got, would be that's subjective, so you know what I mean. It's got so. uh, well based on quantity. It's got to be um, okay in the top two. It's got to be Anne Boleyn and Mary Queen of Scots. They're everywhere. So Anne Boleyn <laughs> yeah. uh, is definitely up at the top. Yeah, um, Mary Queen of Scots has got to be uh, up there too. Mary Tudor. Uh, mm, Mary Queen of Scots. Okay. Yeah, she's got to be in the top two or three. Yeah, I don't know how well then, these are sorted by um, thing. I think you've got Catherine, uh, Henry VIII's wife. Uh, okay, well, you've, you've missed the big man himself, Henry VIII. Well, do you know, there's not many sightings of him. Oh, there, wait, wait. There are very few of Henry. Wait a minute, let's see what this article says. Henry uh, was not a man to be messed with. He is known for his shot temper... Narcissism, yeah. callous, and fickle mind. After all, Henry was one who cut ties with the Roman Church. Yada 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 yada. yada, 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 yada His yada. spirit is said to haunt Windsor Castle, wandering multiple rooms and appearing uh, despondent, but nevertheless, nonetheless, none, uh, whatever, nevertheless enraged. He's so. not a common one. I uh, guess not. You know, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have picked him. To be honest no. with you. 
Uh, I certainly wouldn't. His wife, uh, Catherine, who, who runs up and down the corridor of Hampton Court Palace, uh, is certainly a very popular uh, royal ghost. I'm looking for her um, right now. I'm, and in I'm terms of... In they terms don't have of, her on the list. You're joking me. No, they don't. They're she very... is probably one of the most famous royal ghosts of all times. I mean... Everybody knows the ghost of Hampton Court. I mean, Hampton Court back in the 1920s used to sell postcards of the of the of the corridor where her ghost, you know, complete with fake yeah, so ghosts. This is kind of a bogus list, isn't it? Well, it's not doing too well so far. I mean, it's missed they have, out. They have Mary Tudor. The spectral image uh, of young Princess Mary Tudor is allegedly been spotted at Thornbury Castle in Gloucestershire. Uh, where she's accompanied by greyhounds that she won't kept at pets. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got... I don't know. I mean, we, you've got... Um, what about Cat- the two princes? The prince and the tower? Uh, they're not seen very often either. But you do have... Damn. In terms of... Uh, let's go back to the Tudors. I mean, you've got um, Catherine... Not, not the second one, Catherine Parr. You've got Catherine of Aragon. Her ghost is supposed to appear at Ludlow. Uh, Ludlow Castle, where she, where of course her her husband, who was, uh, because she was married first of all to Prince Arthur, who was Henry VIII's elder brother, and who would have been the king, but unfortunately he died, and Henry VIII married Catherine, uh, Catherine of Aragon, um, and that eventually, some twenty years later, he divorced her and. Um, but she was always said to be in love with with Arthur, and um, she her ghost because he died at Ludlow Castle, um, and the, her ghost is supposedly haunts there. So yeah, I mean you've got uh, you, you, I'm just trying to think the other royal ghosts. We've got so many, but they're yeah, all ghosts. Okay, you got you to love this one, Princess Amelia. Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You wouldn't you wouldn't expect to find a royal ghost in Worthing, is it Worthing? Yeah. But nonetheless, according to some reports, it's precisely what you would find in the vicinity of Bedford Row in Worthing. Princess Amelia was George the Third's fifteenth and final child. It was born in seventeen eighty three. She was swiftly became the king's favorite, taking a place with her brother Octavius. I didn't even know there was an Octavius, who died months before her birth. Sally, Amelia, and George, and the young princess were not blessed with uh, Robust's health. And by the age of fifteen, she became so unwell she was sent to convalesce at the sea. And uh, anyway, she died. By a shark. Yeah, probably. No, I, I I have never ever heard of that one. And honest, honest to God, and, well, and I've I got mean, a lot of <sighs> most of our royals, up to and including I, uh, I think Edward the Seventh doesn't. George the Fifth ghost does appear, yeah. or is said to appear. I think he's at Sandringham. Um, George the Fourth. Yeah, and George V. But I don't think, as far as I'm aware, there's no Edward VII's, no George VI's. Mm. So, George IV, I before the V is, is four, right? Yeah. Yeah, after it's six. Okay. Uh, it seems that uh, George is seen in Brighton. Well, in the pavilion, presumably, because he built it. Mm. 
to this day, the Prince Regent has been cited standing inside the music hall and then the banquet hall in the Royal Pavilion. So that's where they I stuck. knew I knew about I knew about George the Fourth as well as his go as his Prince Regent because he he built the Brighton Pavilion, yeah. uh, which was an early form of concert venue um, and house of debauchery. Hmm. Queen Victoria. Uh, yes, Osborne House. The it was the castle too. And Osborne House. Mm-hmm. Um, Prince Albert, Osborne. Yes, I was going to say Albert. I'd never heard that he was haunting, but yes, he, they, they have him on the list. Yeah. Uh, you've, you've also got one of the children. Um, oh, gosh, which one is it? Uh, there was a sickly one. Um, yes. Yeah, there's always a, a sickly, sickly one. one. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, yeah. Um, there's also one of the foreign royals haunts one of our palaces as well. Um, really? Might be, Buck- might be Buckingham Palace or Windsor. But um, it's one of the... Uh, because obviously Victoria was the antecedent of most of the European monarchs. So, for example, the Tsar Nicholas in Russia, the Kaiser in Germany, Kaiser Wilhelm, um, were all were all cousins, um, mm-hmm. and she was, you know, the matriarch of the family. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I can't remember whether it's Wilhelm or Nicholas, but one of them appears as a ghost. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's kind of different. One's Russian, one's German, right? Uh, but they were, they were still cousins. Yeah, I know they were. They're all, yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, yeah. The, the current would change their name to, to Windsor because they're really Germans. They are Saxe-Coburg Goethe's. Yeah, there you go. And during World War One, um, obviously we were fighting. There was a bit of fighting between um, the cousins, um, and there was a little bit of anti-German. Nasty row. There was a little bit of anti-German um, mm-hmm. sentiment in the UK, and George V, realizing that this was not going down very well for his family, who were all no, Hanoverian. You know, all Prussian and Hanoverian descent, yeah. uh, changed the family name to Windsor. Good thinking. Sounds much better, doesn't it? Does actually. I mean, you know, Mrs. Mrs. Because otherwise, it would be uh, Elizabeth Saxe Coburg Gotha. Oh God, that's horrible. It is a mouthful, isn't it? Mm. So Charles the First. He's been seen around, evidently. Oh, he gets yeah, well with and with with and without his head. Oh yeah. And also Cromwell, uh, the ghost of Oliver Cromwell, who had him beheaded. Um, the ghost also of his son James, uh, James the First, James the Second. The ghost of Charles the uh, Second is also out there somewhere. Uh, so uh, my new uh, newsletter came out, and I was when I was writing it, it was on time, so I I did it. On, on different pieces, and then the the Tower of London was was oh, dripping with them. Yeah, but the, oh, time. But uh, I wanted to talk about uh, the one with the clock, but that's actually a different tower. That's the oh, it's it's a clock tower, but it has another name too. I forget, right? It's not the it's not the Tower of London, right? Oh, you're talking about the every what, what American tourists call Big Ben. Big ben. Nah, yeah. but it's not Big Ben. 
Big Ben is the bell that's inside the tower. Right, I understand that. But the tower, tower is the, Eliz- the tower is called the Elizabeth Tower. Yes, the Elizabeth Tower. Yeah, it, that's the one. Yeah. So that was confusing, and I, I, I was trying to find any haunted stories about it. But I couldn't find any. Uh, but but there are there are ghosts attached to the house. The because the Elizabeth Tower, aka Big Ben, which mm-hmm. is actually which is actually the bell that's inside the clock. Right. The right. Top of- um, is is part of the complex of the Palace of uh, Westminster, which is the seat of the British Parliament, mm-hmm. um, and is haunted by innumerable ghosts, including Cromwell, Churchill, uh, Charles I. Um, oh, there's a raft of them. Uh, there's even I think I think even Guy Fawkes. Really? Yep. I believe Guy Fawkes is also said to haunt there as well. Oh, that's pretty cool. We've not. Anyways, I mean, we ran out of time, so we do have to wrap it up. So, yeah. So, who have we brought by? Oh, uh, Circles of Wisdom, three eighty six Merrick Street in the Thorn, Massachusetts. By the way, you can sign up for my new paranormal study group. Uh, next week, we talk about haunted items, and I will be unveiling Steve's big blind, oh. and also the Glant Messier. Yep, Glant Messier Family Law Group on 4 High Street and Suite 155 in North Andover, Massachusetts. We want to thank everyone for listening today. Yeah. Give and my regards to all of that. Right, and tune in next week when we will have uh, the special edition uh, with Marla Brooks, Steve, and myself, and we'll be looking at light anomalies uh, from mm. all different points of view. Well, so, we were going we to do um, St. Patrick's Day, but it got cancelled in Boston, so we can't do it. I wasn't doing St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Bloody idiot. That's <laughs> uh, your parade that's your parade spoiled on Sunday? No, not mine. I'm not going to Boston. <laughs> I don't you travel. You've been to Boston. Of course I have. Many yeah. times. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's the beats. we got to go. So uh, thank you all fresh. for listening. And uh, tune in next week when we have that sp- special show we look at light anomalies and that includes Steve's favorite orbs. Good night. God bless. Good night. God bless. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good (laughs) luck.